0: to episode 14 of the Rigged Podcast. Our guest today, Dwayne Cook, was sent to jail for six years by the Amherst Labs testing shortly after Sonia Farrakh's arrest in 2013. The lengths the state went to maintain a conviction they knew to be faulty is equal parts terrifying and unsurprising. The toll the actions of the state took on this man's life and health are truly tragic. Even more tragic is that his story is just one of thousands in this case. We hope you enjoy this episode, and as always... Subscribe to the podcast and encourage people you know that would like this story to do the same. For now, thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode.
1: We're here with Dwayne Cook, uh, who was affected by um, Sonia Farrakh and the Amherst Lab. He had a case with uh, the state of Massachusetts um, oh that he appealed and um so what so uh dwayne thank you for coming and i wanted thank you and i wanted to discuss uh your motion to dismiss your case after uh so when did that take place and um yeah could you just take us through your motion to dismiss
2: okay yes we put it to motion to dismiss for the uh for the case during the, um, trial for the evidence. We was told there was not enough evidence for them to dismiss the case. There was no, nothing pertaining to the laboratory that would affect the case or anything. So we proceeded with the trial. Okay. And that That's was it. that was this in- just back in
0: 2013, right? This is... Yeah. When- um, New- I, news- I think
2: April, April or February.
0: Right. So just, uh, sorry, we're having a little bit of difficulty because everyone's calling in, uh, but uh, just to clarify, so this is back in 2013. Farrick's just been arrested. Um, your defense attorney, your original trial attorney, is starting to learn about what's going on, but the government hasn't um, fully divulged what they've found. So you filed a motion to dismiss that was denied, and We're forced to go to trial, right? Yes, sir. Right, and so um, what? Th- so they said
1: there wasn't enough evidence. You said was that their reasoning for uh, yep. wanting to dismiss?
2: Yep, they said it wasn't enough evidence, and that she had would pertain to me affect my case. That it wasn't, she wasn't my chemist or anything. So my case shouldn't have been affected at all. Right.
1: And, and so, Chris, to your point, this was after she was arrested and the police were, had already searched her car. Is that correct?
0: Yes. So um, they searched her car uh, in the late evening, early morning hours, the day, of, the day she was arrested and the following morning. And they collected, uh, um, well, first they found drugs in her car um, as well as drug paraphernalia. But they also now famously uh, had found a number of lab envelopes in her trunk containing all sorts of documents. Some of them we know as a result of Attorney Luke Ryan's work uh, contain admissions to theft and and drug use, but what was interesting about uh, Mr. Cook's case in particular, um, it turns out she also had uh, the drug receipt from his case in one of these envelopes, and that was curious because if you look up The sample numbers, none of the samples that are on there were assigned to her. So she didn't have any legitimate reason to possess it whatsoever. Um, The government could have easily figured this out within, it could have taken them maybe like a week, uh, probably a day or two. But, you know, they're working so hard trying to figure out what's going on. At most, it should have taken them a week to determine whose cases these were and then notify the defendants. And, and this was going on, um, they had this information before you filed the motion to dismiss and before you went to trial.
2: Yes.
1: And, um, and they obviously never contacted you because you appealed the case and they just told you flat out in court. No. So not only did they not contact you after they discovered your evidence was uh, uh, potentially impacted by uh, Farrakh's behavior, they denied. They went out of their way to deny you your
2: freedom. Yeah, and they would the pill and everything. They revise, revoke everything. Right. And they knew. And they already knew this.
0: At, oh, go ahead. At some point, you filed a, a motion to revise and re- revoke the sentence because of medical reasons. We don't have to get into those, but still like even at that time uh they they still didn't disclose the evidence.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So what did um and so
1: what did Jim Hanchett testify about? Do you remember uh Jim Hanchett's testimony?
2: Yeah, kind of vaguely I I remember most of like the most uh important parts that he had said he had a security system set up is that she didn't tamper with other people' evidence. It was only limited to her station, and he, they they was red checked, red flagged or whatever check for um like in, in, insufficient things around the so called laboratory, which is really in the college or something. And it was, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 um the storage room was like a locker room. Everybody had access to it. He said nobody really had access to it. Everybody had access to it. There was a lot of stuff that he testified that when she she was granted immunity, showed that
0: he was lying at the trial, and he's supposed to have been a star witness. Right. Right. Well, specifically, I'm looking at a quote. So he described several different security measures that the lab had taken in order to secure evidence. One of the things he said in particular, and quote, he's talking about initialing bags after they're heat-sealed, He said, quote, those are my initials. I initialed them Mm -hmm. the seal when I sealed the bag so no one else could have opened that bag and tampered with it. So that's a a quote from his testimony at your trial. Um, And then subsequently, uh, you know, years later, uh, Farrakh testifies uh, that she found a way to circumvent this. So the question she's asked... um, Uh, focus on the middle of 2012. You testified previously uh, about some events that took place around the summer of 2012. At any point during this time period or outside this time period, did you ever manipulate or take samples from other chemists at the lab? She says, yes. Then she's asked, give me the time if you remember and whose samples that you took. And then she says, let me step back for a second. We, as I mentioned earlier, when we were done analyzing it, we put it in a new evidence bag, initial it, and heat seal it shut. So for me to touch anyone else's sample, I would either need to forge their initials or find a way to get a bag that had their initials on it. Jim for a while was leaving bags with his initials on it on the side of his desk so he wouldn't right. have to write it out each time he had a supply. So- but
2: also he testified excuse me. Also he testified that. He never ever had pre-written bags with his issues on it. She, in her testimony, she said Jim had bags that had no samples already with his issues on it. So right. his signatures were on bags without evidence that he not even do yet. So she could have tampered with it, put it in there, and he's going to testify to it because his name was on it. That was messed up in the trial as well. I mean, it's, how do you feel
1: now, knowing all this? Like you, it must be—you must be outraged. You must be absolutely
2: infuriated. I'm I, I really past outrage. I didn't defer like the two assistant attorney, attorney generals helped suffocated. But I'm outraged also because I lost a lot. I had a whole family, kids. All that's gone. All that's gone. I want out, out, out of this trial. The time that I received. I was, this is what I received. I lost family and everything, but this is what I got back in return. Sleep apnea, the diabetes, heart condition, the aneurysm, psychic nerve, I mean, PSTD, bipolar, this is what I got back.
3: Mr. Cook, uh, how, how many years did you spend uh, in prison um, as a result of this trial? Six. Six years and uh, where, where did you serve uh, the majority of the time?
2: Uh, Shirley. Shirley. AKA, yeah, you know what they call that place? They play Ace killer He would, they hang up or, you know, people would still when he died. The time that I was there, I see, I mean, actually, I see people die, like sport hanging up, suicides, stuff like that when the police start doing their job, people yelling, hanging up. One guy was hanging in a hole in the in sack sitting for like two hours because the police wasn't doing rounds. I mean, it's crazy. One guy, he was sick. He went to the thing for a pain about stomach put, um, pains They sent him back to the unit. His a pain in the bus, He died. It's just, it's just, I see it. I mean, these people was close to me. I used to play cards with this guy every day. He was old them gentlemen, and it just it, it, it takes it takes a toll after a while.
3: You know? And so, um, yeah. and, and and so, walking, uh, let's let's walk forward a little bit. Uh, so, at, at some point, you're in prison, uh, and um, when did you discover? When did you start learning more information that could have helped you at, in your in your 2013 trial?
2: Well, actually, Chris found me because what happened was I guess they had exonerated an 07 case, but besides this, um, whatever with the Slab radio, did was going backwards, and he but you see the red flag, and he was like, "Why are these guys like still incarcerated when this information is out?" Any contact me. Nobody else notified me of anything.
3: Nobody,
2: Any in me. Nobody in the government. Nobody in the government. And at this time, I'm still threatening. I'm appealing in 2015 and 17. And I'm doing anything I can. I'm writing because I'm sick. I'm not getting treatment right. And I'm writing and I'm writing. And I feel like, honestly, you know, the word of prison is like they kill you off. I mean, being honestly. So I'm fighting this because i am seen them. That was close. You know, ain't getting the medical treatment, ain't supposed to get, and stuff like that. So I'm fighting for my life. plus I have kids and family back that I'm fighting for. And I'm just coming out, it's shocking me. And I, when he telling me I'm jumped up like and I'm kind of furious because I'm bumping my head against the wall and all the whole time. Y'all know this. Y'all know what's going on. But you keep shooting me down and denying me. And it's it's it's, it's hard because even when they found out, it still took me what six eight months to free me. Yeah, yeah. even that that. it's 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 terrifying.
1: It's honestly absolutely terrifying to to see this to to know that you, they know people are in there who are innocent or who had their samples messed with, and they know it's wrong, and yet they still do it. It's it's
2: honestly and the prosecuting is are- even worse. The prosecuting is even worse because when they took the case back to them. He drugged his feet and filed motions on the last day knowing that this was wrong. Yeah, he did was...
0: everything he took to prevent me from giving my freedom. Yeah, I, I remember when we filed the motion for a stay, this was after CPCS VAG was argued, right? And the court was signaling very strongly that they were going to get rid of these cases. Uh, and then we ultimately found... Uh, the stuff that was in Ferrick's car related to your case, we brought it to the DA's attention and they wouldn't agree to a stay of the sentence. So, I mean, like, it was, there was writing on the wall from the SJC essentially saying, we're going to get rid of these. Uh, and they said, we're going to fight to keep him in there several months longer. Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind. And because yeah, basically yeah. They, they, they got where they
2: at on these cases. And they done reached in that office to a level where they done got that little power or whatever, and they not trying to relinquish that. Right.
3: And, and it's bad. So, walking through the the, the sequence, when um, Chris, when you said when you found what was in, or, or you saw what was in Sonia Farrakh's car, um, we're talking about uh, years later, meaning Mr. Cook has already been incarcerated for several years, is that right? Yeah, this was in 2018. And so I need to give credit to the paralegal from our office,
0: Danny uh, Jaffe. He actually put it together because he had been doing two things just by pure happenstance on the same day Um, we were going through people who had been impacted by the drug lab scandal. We had thousands and thousands of names, docket numbers, evidence samples, evidence sample numbers, and somehow while he was doing uh, discovery for Ferrick's car, he was like, oh, that evidence sample number looks familiar. And then he tracked you down. So, I mean, it's not... I didn't... I mean, like, I ultimately filed the motion for a stay and then wrote the memo, but like, he's responsible for you getting out. I take him. I take him. My kids take it. My grandkids
2: take up. You know, I've mean, a lot of time, bro. I, I, I have a ball with my grass. So like I got one You know, get emotional a little bit because, you know. Yeah. And, and
3: yeah, um, yeah. Here, Mr. Cook, here's a question because you, you spent, for this this case, you spent six years. Um, yeah. And Ms. Farrakh, uh spent, I think, um, two years and some change. 18 months. Yeah. eighteen months. eighteen months. So yeah. not even yeah. not even two years. And to my knowledge, yeah. uh, other than Annie uh, Annie Dukin, uh nobody else who had involvement in these labs um, has uh, faced any uh, uh, criminal uh, liability. Um, they won't. Not in my. No, they, they those two
1: they AGs were promoted.
3: But how do? How does that? Uh, how do you? or can you reconcile? How do you uh, 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 come to grips with a system that uh, is is willing to punish you um, um, easily and to fight to keep that punishment in place, and yet it seems like everybody else uh, uh, thinks it sounds off. Uh, Do you have any uh, feelings about that? Yeah. I
2: feel sorry for the next generation I got to go through this. <laughs> I'm here, And the people in power, <laughs> they're not trying to change it. You Excuse me, I'm just joking. Right,
3: okay. Take your time. I, this is, yeah. part, of, this is yeah. part of the yeah, This part of the health problems that I get. So, so Chris, just looking through this, so the, the motion to stay that you filed was what? To sort of stay the continued incarceration? While, yeah. while you tried to get him relief from the conviction? Right.
0: So um, while we were putting together the motion for a new trial, we realized that we found all of this evidence. So we filed the motion for stay on May 10th, 2018. It was denied two months later. And then eventually, after the CPCS versus AG case, out, I think in October of 2018, the judge finally released him.
3: Hmm. So the motion to stay, which is basically saying, hey, let's just, let's, let's um, um, hold off any further incarceration while we sort out what actually happened, given that there's uh-huh. evidence that something more significant may have happened than maybe had been previously admitted. And that motion was denied. Right.
0: Yes. I mean, you just have to show there's a reasonable possibility of success. You don't have to prove to the court that you're going to win, just that there is reasonable possibility that um you'll, that you could prevail. So um it's sort of it's not the highest bar ever, but um you know at this point in time it was beyond belief for me when I presented the the actual document from his case to the DA's office, and they still said, no, we're going to fight it. <laughs> that, right. is, that is beyond, uh, beyond disgusting. It is beyond yeah. disgusting
1: to me. And
0: I feel like, so like, on the drug receipt, it says that these samples, if you look up the date, these samples dropped off by Detective Kevin Burnham from the Springfield PD, who had his own problems, but aside from that, it, it was dropped off at the lab on a Wednesday. And Farrakh later testified that she knew he didn't steal his bags properly, so he would come in early on Wednesdays in order to steal from him specifically. But right?
1: didn't, even, didn't the
0: envelope even say, wasn't it addressed to Sonia? For, what was that envelope that you shared? So I sent a copy of the... Um, exterior of the envelope. So she had a bunch of trash in her trunk and all throughout her car. And then she had these envelopes that the state is described as assorted envelopes containing assorted lab paperwork. And so the one that these, emplo- or these drug receipts were in um, randomly was addressed to, hold on, let me pull it up. It was uh, just pulling it up now. It says for Jim, please give this to Sonia, thanks Annie, and Annie Dukin's handwriting. So we we were, we were ever we were never able to figure out like how that was even possible, but um, for some huh. reason she had that in her car. Hmm. Unbelievable. And they and Annie Ducan yeah. she came on said they never talked to her. She never anyways. So no, Dwayne. I'm, um, a, I'm assuming that it's just an old envelope from the lab that she was storing these in, but it just is mind-blowing that it's just like such a bizarre circumstance, such a bizarre coincidence.
3: It is. So well, you, you think then, the OIG would have been interested in that envelope and maybe asked um, more than zero questions about it? <laughs> but what kills me is this.
2: She worked. She, she, they said she had been using drugs since high school, right? Yeah, And then she worked yep. she worked in the lab with doing um, of diseases, HIV and stuff. So how do you not know that none of that was tampering with it if she was under the influence? And then you move her to to drug lab or whatever the case be, but you never know how much she messed up from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, under that, the influence.
0: Exactly. Jim McKenna has been saying for years, so Sonia Farrakh... So they, they didn't even investigate that part of the aspect yet. They, they did not have a
2: that far back.
0: Yeah. So they she just was, want to sweep it under the rug. They don't want to look at anything. She worked in the um, uh, HIV lab where they were looking hey. at or positive and negative. She was there. She, yes. she testified during the grand jury that she was constantly uh, using drugs Hi. during the period My. of time. Um, and she was able to get away with that because they weren't drug testing them and there's been no investigation right. as to right. whether or not she messed up anyone's samples there. And like that's right. real life altering.
2: Right. Right. You could know? right. well, tell somebody they're positive when they're not and they're negative. I mean, like they even right. hasn't even the about touching it. Yep. And so so Dwayne, tell
1: us you were you were in the middle before you had um, before you started coughing. You were in the middle of saying something.
2: Do you remember what you were saying? Yeah, like, like, yeah well, like like handshake. like I was, I was saying like handshake as, as he was saying. Yep. He also said that they you know they had a sheet of system a sealer. She mm-hmm. knew that when we came in on Wednesdays, his bags was never all the way sealed, so and she used to turn the sealer down on the thing just. Knowing when he's coming with the samples from Springfield. She said that. She specifically waited for samples from Springfield and Holyoke to come in the lab. And she didn't care if they was hers or anybody else's. But he Mm -hmm. testified it was only limited to her station. And I think the chemist or mines was parked. So why would she have the stuff below the park in her vehicle riding around with it? It just was a whole lot of... Oh, the evidence is flying out of this case, like, left and right after the paper's stuff was released. And so, it was just so, I think they just was overwhelmed. And, and they just said, well, let's try to bury it. Let's somehow just suffocate it. They didn't even want to go far as back as 2006 or to even when she was with Dugan when they first started up. Right. They didn't even want to go that far back. So, okay. And they still haven't, I don't think. Why right.
1: do you think they're lying, though? Why do Why do you think they're like about the the heat sealer thing, or, or just about Jim Hansch not labeling bags and and like going
2: bending over backwards to lie? Why are they Why are they doing do, it? You know, obviously, why I think it's a, it's a business. Burrow walked away with over four hundred to some thousand dollars. They have access to every drug available. I mean temptation could possibly go from anybody under the circumstances. And plus she was been a user for so long, you put that's like a kid in a candy store. But what I'm just saying, they 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 so-called call themselves screening people and background checks. If they did what they did to the so-called criminals on the street do they do to the people they put in places, we even have this. But the criminals not, not on the street anymore, they're in the court system.
3: They're the cops. Well, you know Mr. I mean? Mr. Cook, this, that's a, a, a good segue to a question I wanted to ask you, which is: um, I think a lot of people believe um, they believe in the system, and they believe that um, that you, you know, for example, if you're in a trial, uh, you can tell who's lying and who's telling the truth, and therefore, you know, you, every regular citizen has nothing to worry about, right? I think a lot of people believe that. When, when you were in to, taking you back to your trial in 2013 when Mr. Hanchett testified, could you tell, did you feel in your in, in your body that he was lying or did you feel like he looked credible and, and was telling the truth? How did you feel when he was testifying? And how did you think the jurors uh, were, were taking it in? I think he, I don't
2: tell, I think he was... Basically, Ryan, I just think he was improvising, trying to protect I guess his name and, and just limit the scope to just her and to try to hang on to whatever he had or, because I heard he was in a supervisor role, he was bumped down so I, I guess he was just trying to
3: lose his job. Mm. But could, you tell, did you tell, could you tell there was anything up with him when, you, when he was testifying or did it seem like Yeah, you could tell a little bit because test- he was yeah, you could tell a little, well, you could tell he was
2: kind of not being oh, totally honest with, with, with the sec, with the thing that he set in place that wasn't in place. And he knew that he wasn't in place anyway. Like a right. secure lab. They used to be the lab by herself all day. She got statements. where She said she was so high in the lab, she couldn't leave. She said she was on the floor seeing his colors and spots. She the only one in there. So like, what could have happened if she was just like, she was in the candy store. You, yeah.
1: you know what they say, like you, you know what Jim Hanchett has said officially to investigators about her work. He he said it was meticulous. He said it was <laughs> spotless. He said it was yeah. like how the how are you laying on the floor on LSD and doing spotless work? Like in how are you doing that in the drug lab? She it's, she high
0: LSD. She also smoked crack that day. Right. And then yep. she couldn't remember if she dropped some crack on the floor or if yeah. she imagined it. So she was on the floor crawling around for possibly non existent crack rocks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this is a, a-, sorry, yeah, a saying, look, This is it's a joke that this affected
2: your life in, in such a horrible way. It's it, yeah, it's not funny. I mean no, we could it's, it's kind of it's not funny because people still going through it, and and, yeah. and it's like, but it it amazes you, like yeah, it's in America, like yo, this gets happening in this country, like yeah. But then again, she was cooking was, crack was, in the lab. You know that she was. Like, oh. She said she was smoking almost an ounce of coke a day. You know how much that is. Yeah, and and it's the
1: pure pharmaceutical grade stuff. So it just it's it, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. And she was also cooking crack in the
0: lab. Like Yeah, the- she was. She was smoking yes. in the evidence room. Like, she, she no, had like the pipe no, cooking. No, <laughs> smoke crack. <laughs> what are these She'll like day.
1: How how were they not knowing? How did they not know? Like how is that possible? It was like six people total in that room. Or like right. or
2: less. Five. Like four people five. Yes. Yeah. It was there yeah. four, four chemists in him. There was four chemists in him. Yeah, five people, <laughs> and I then one was that. pregnant. You're then right. one was pregnant. She stated, and did she would leave early or whatever, and she would probably tear her desk up. It was one pregnant at the time that was going through it too, and she said she would leave early. Yep. So it
0: it's
2: it's the, the stuff that she said under her immunity was just amazing. Well, it is. It, it justifies it, everyone. People think that and everybody you know, that tried to lie hard, and she blew them up.
1: Yeah, but people think that you know these. Um, they, they think that they're being honest when they testify. They they, they default to that, and um, what we're seeing here is that they're absolutely not. And these drugs have corrupted pretty much everything.
2: Hey, can, I, can I say something honestly? Yeah. I believe in my true heart the way only thing this thing can really change is that the people that stand in that box and raise their hand to tell the truth, whether they cops or whatever, if they do not tell the truth, I really feel they should lose their job because you're under oath and you're right and you put people lives and families. In, 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 in a situation like that could, because you choose to lie, to rather get a conviction, a collar, or whatever you're trying to do, yeah, you tearing kids, you, 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 you that's why kids is out here bugging up because they, they got a father or mother. You know what I mean? Parents is is, is crazy, and then you just te- tearing families apart that's together. Listen, my kids live with me. I have my kids on the roof, lived in a home a nice backyard, everything. Nice marriage. It wasn't the perfect, but we was good together. We've been there for 27 years. That's gone. Yeah. The wife and kids, kids split up. They're not talking about individuals. Now you blame one parent for the next. and It's crazy. It takes a toll, and it takes you years to build that back. He had almost uh, two years, and me and my daughter, we're just still... Building, man. I'm still learning, man. And, and she, I had my daughter from the time she was born. Kept her the first year. Took myself took a while. My wife wanted to go back to work. You know, my shame. So I raised her. I always been a hand on dad. My son. I took the basketball games. It's it's crazy. It 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 tore me up. And that mental part is what I suffer now. The loss. You know, it then the health, It just so much. You it, it, it took a lot. I mean basically you took everything I had and you left me I am sick. And so I don't I, I think it's totally wrong. I just think it should be a check on this system.
3: Yeah, Mr. Cook, um, you know, do you, do you see uh, uh, ever getting closure in this? I meaning, is there anything that could that could 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 happen that could kind of um, wash any of this away? Um, and uh, and uh, has anyone in the government ever communicated to you some something uh, along the lines of an apology or some sense of regret? I mean has, has any of that happened? No, it's only one letter
2: I think I received. They were a person because even considered that and it came from the, the um the Supreme Court judge the one that sent me the letter Graziano, and I don't know if it was a prepared letter or whatever it is. That's the only letter I got. And that meant a lot, mm. you know what I mean. To be me, just that letter, just to get the acknowledgement that, like, you know, something kind of, you know, something was wrong.
0: So they, nobody else reached out. Nobody so, ever. Understood. Just to clarify, so the SJC after the CPCS versus Attorney General case, um, when all these people were identified, they sent out a form letter to everyone saying we essentially realize what has happened and due to conduct in this case, we're vacating the conviction and dismissing it with prejudice. Um, so everyone on the list, you know, got those letters, but, uh, I just wanted to clarify.
2: Yeah. But, but there's never been any, I, that I don't even think I received that letter. I only received one letter. Mm-hmm. and that was when the court, the court I have never received the other letter you talked talking about so I don't know right. I didn't receive that letter not me
1: alright um, so uh, anything that we haven't covered uh, guys is there anything that you wanted to ask Mr. Cook
0: before we uh, wrap I just wanted to say I'm glad I met you <laughs>
2: I well, you, know, you know, that's the only thing, Chris, out of this, man, I think really, that kid, I can put a smile on my face. I've met you, man. You was a good guy. And I see the determination in you, man, to try to help correct some of these things, these wrongs in the system. And believe me, I'm cheering you on even in the background. I state like it, it's just, I don't know, it's just the underdog because it's like we fighting Goliath. And you know the sometimes the, the small victories, man. Even though they may be small, maybe they can roll into something, and they can get more people to see and understand. Like the system is not where we cracked up to be, you know. And um, it's it's we got to do better, man. It's like you know, cause you know, you want you want family to stay together. You want a father there would raise this kids, especially if they're already in their home and right. they're establishing, they just doing things, and it's not like. You know, it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy. It you know, out of the worst thing, You know, like I'm. Well, it's it's rough. And you know, this is where the the emotional part kicks in for me. So I, I'm trying to balance it. You know, trying to think about get too frustrated with it. But it's always it's also a glad time. It's time that. Because the past year, I would have been sitting, what, three more years if it wasn't for Chris or more. That was the one time I would have been with my grandson today. If it wasn't for Chris, I would still be in there. Right.
3: And during that. Today. And today.
2: today a, I wouldn't then. even know my grandson. I wouldn't even know my grandson or my youngest granddaughter. Oh, no, no, no. If it wasn't for him today, I have an excellent relationship with the last two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I thank God for that. Well, it takes, also Chris. it takes people like Chris
1: to uh, to do this, and it also takes people like you who are willing to share their story. This has been uh, excellent, and you know we are trying to shed a light on this. We're getting more listeners uh, by the week. Our listenership is really expanding, and
2: I think people There's are hungry. People like you, people like you that that's, that's doing this to help expose it. So we got to thank you too. Yeah, well, thank. But it
1: honestly, it's. Uh, with, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. And that is that's the bottom line I think
2: we're all trying to get at. Yes, it really does. Yeah. And I thank you guys, man. You know, I, like I have beautiful like my me and my son, we have a beautiful relationship. Me and my oldest I I I haven't spoken to her. She, i I bet up she she's that's that's the only part. My oldest daughter. I like I like is that a... lost her. She hasn't spoken to me in years because of this. So wow. I lost that. And I'm trying to repair with this bitch. Two and a half years, and she still hasn't spoken to me. So I, I suffered from that. I lost that. You know, my oldest, but the other two, we built it. My, my, son is good. my youngest, and a grandkid. So it's kind of bittersweet, sweet, and it's still a little rough. Right. Well, if you keep plugging
1: away, like if she listens, if your oldest listens to this and knows, um, I'll, I'm sure how much you care about her, but also that, you know, you were a part of something a lot bigger than just your specific case. This is government misconduct at its worst. And I think we all need to stop blaming and start focusing on what this is really all about. But that's just,
3: that's how I feel. Um, all right. Sir Cook, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, thank you much. Thank you, fellas. I thank you, fellas, for
2: this issue, the situation, the environment, the, the setting, and the topic. And yeah, I appreciate you get more listeners, man. people tune in and really know what's going on and be alert of, of, of the system. And, you know, it's nothing's perfect, and, but they're perfection to try better, at least to correct the mistakes. You know, it's not perfect, but if it did a mistake, we can always go back to it, and fix it. And that's how we move forward. Yep. And that's the only way we get better. Yep, but they gotta admit it, right? They, got to, they got to gotta they gotta up it. and you gotta admit what you We do. gotta admit it's a problem. We gotta admit it's a problem. Yep. For sure.
1: Awesome. Okay. Well it was great speaking with you. Have a great holiday.
2: You two fellas, happy new year. I hope my dog this this year is better than the one we just leave it.
1: <laughs> I, I hope so. I think everyone's on board with that. I think everyone is on board. <laughs> okay. Right, God, right. bless.
0: God bless. God bless. All right. Take God
1: care. Right. That was Dwayne Cook um, talking about his situation with what happened with the Amherst Lab. Um, guys, any any last words? Just thanks for coming on. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll we'll see you next time on the Rig Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Rig Podcast.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so that you can get the latest episodes right when they come out.